won't be left alone. That is uh, where so many more people than you realize are contending with and dealing with. That is absolutely not how I felt on Sunday. Before we talk about anything, let me pause and publicly appreciate uh, all of you who uh, really helped me to have one of the best days of my life. About the fourth pastoral anniversary at uh, New Birth Cathedral, I am eternally grateful and I am in awe at what God has done. Uh, this uh, I was sharing with a uh, colleague of mine. While it was my fourth anniversary, I'm blown away to tell you, this is my very first pastoral anniversary in the church. Can you believe that? Very first pastoral anniversary in the church. 2019, I was installed. 2020, I canceled my anniversary because that was the Sunday I had to announce that we were closing down because of this virus from China known as COVID-19. Uh, 2020 uh, was closed. 21 was closed. 22, we were closed because we didn't open till our resurrection Sunday last year. And uh, so this is my very first special anniversary in the building, and for that, I am uh, grateful. I'm uh, still waking up to electronic shocks that God is uh, this good to me, and the people of New Birth are this nice to me. I am, uh, I don't take it lightly. I don't take it for granted. We conclude tonight. Uh, my brother Phil Thompson is coming in the building uh, to lead us in worship. Bishop uh, Matthews from Houston, Texas, is uh, coming to preach. As of you missed Sunday for whatever reason, I don't know what was going on with you that you missed it Sunday, uh, but Tuesday, which is today, tonight, I need you to meet me in the building. I'm going a different way uh, because uh, we're in a series on uh, singles divorcees, widows. And uh, I'm getting ready to deal with an area that I've not heard preached about. Maybe somebody has, but I've not heard anybody preach about it. Uh, hey, Rashad, I'm calling you right after this. I need you to do me a favor. Answer your phone right after this. Um, Rashad, I'll leave them mess me up. Uh, oh, I've never heard preached about, never heard talked about uh, it is uh, today I want to pray for introverts. I want to pray for introverts uh, because I don't think there's much attention that is given. And those of us who go to active, charismatic, neo-Pentecostal churches, we, ex we assume falsely that everybody who goes to church, everybody who's a praiser, everybody who's a worshiper is an extrovert. And that ain't true. Awful, well, not, there's a great number of people who are introverts 
that the church does not minister to and really repels. Introverts don't like all that turn the enable. Introverts don't want to give three people a high five. Introverts cringe at where the visitors stay. Introverts do not want to be signaled out. They don't mean they're not spiritual. They don't mean that they don't love God. They don't mean that they're antisocial. It means they are at peace, alone, and can recharge by themselves. Don't need a group to do it. When you think about an introvert, think about the kid at the eighth grade dance who's sitting in the corner by himself. Then when nobody's looking, slips over and gets a punch and then calls his mother and say, come pick me up early. That's what our mind is. We think that an extrovert is the life of the party. Come on, let's go. I'm turning up. I'm a friend of everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? You okay? Come on, put it there. Uh, text me when you get home. I want to be in the group thread all day. Uh, but I'm going to raise something that's going to mess you all up. It's going to really stretch the tentacles of your thinking that I've been uh, really reeling over the last for the last little minute. I'm going to throw something at you because you're on this page. I know that you're a critical thinker. Is it possible that Jesus was an introvert? Somebody just sat up in bed. Somebody just threw their phone across the room. Was Jesus an introvert? We talk about John him speaking to crowds of thousands, him teaching and leading, him uh, initiating one-on-one conversations, him calling out uh, national hypocrisy and leadership and the government. Jesus is an introvert. Uh, and the question that I want to raise uh, to you today, not to question the point, is that... Uh, Maybe Jesus was an ambivert. An ambivert, many of you may not be familiar with that term. An ambivert is uh, I can be an extrovert and an introvert. I can be an extrovert and an introvert. Somebody write that term down. I need to look it up because uh, I'm going to show you a dimension potentially of yourself. An ambivert. A-M-B-I-B-E-R-T. And uh, the question is, as an ambivert, is uh, how do you recharge? Extroverts recharge by being around other people. Got to be in the streets. We are going, let's do something. I'm going crazy in this house. Extroverts almost lost it in the pandemic. Quietly, introverts, the pandemic was one of the best things that ever happened. Got to be in pajamas all day. Got to be on your computer, work from home. Not deal with other people. Uh, But uh, the question uh, that arises, 
how do you recharge? How do you energize? How do you have uh, the strength to function? <clears throat> and a lot of people don't know that you're an introvert because you do public well. You don't have any problem having conversations. You can uh, deal with the group. You can go on the trip. Uh, but where you find your synergy or uh, where it is that you are at your best, where you maximize yourself is alone. People don't know uh, that your, your charging station, your charging station is your alone time. Man, those of you who are uh, looking at me with a feral brow, with a raised eyebrow, say, Pastor, I'm not too sure you're going too far. Say that Jesus potentially was an introvert. You'll believe it. All right. I'll go to John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Those of you that got a Bible on your phone, look it up for me. Uh, you'll see that uh, uh, when the Samaritan woman was coming to go get water, Jesus had spent, sent the disciples into town to go buy food. But he said, I'm going to stay here by myself at this well. Because I need a minute. I'm trying to recharge. I've been teaching and preaching all day. And I need some time by myself. Oh, that ain't good. Y'all ain't convinced. All I got is the Bible. Uh, look at uh, Matthew 14. 22 through 25. Matthew 14. 22 through 25. Before Jesus walked on the water, says immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and he said to them, go on to the other side. He dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed the crowd, he went by himself to pray. Later that night, while he is alone, he then sees that there is a uh, something that is going on afoot, and he walks on the water towards the disciples. Before he could walk on water, he needed some time alone. Before he could deal with that woman at the well, he was getting a time alone. Y'all still ain't convinced. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 11 through 13. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss one amongst the other about Jesus. On that day, Jesus went up to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called the disciples and those who were the twelve closest to him, who he designated as apostles. But before he made anybody an apostle, before he gave anybody a designation, he spent time alone. The most critical night in human history. Matthew 26. Matthew 26, uh, 36 through 38. 
And Jesus took the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. He had 12, but he pulled away with three. When he pulled away with those three, even that was too much of a crowd. The Bible says he went a little bit further, fell on his face, and began to cry. Lord, if it be your will, take this cup from my mouth. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. A lot of us, when we're in crisis, when we've got to make a hard, life-changing decision, we on the phone talking to everybody. Y'all seen the NBT movie? They got to turn themselves into the jail in the morning. They're in the club, turn it up. Those of you went away to college, your last night in town before you got to pack up to go, you got to be around all your family and friends. Jesus, who is uh, the epitome of both personalities, both an introvert and an extrovert, an ambivert, before she knew the most critical walk towards the cross, he needed time alone, and the Bible says that he's praying so intently that his tears, his sweat, turned into droplets of blood. My Lord, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, there is an anointing for those of us who uh, realize that there are some things I got to do by myself. That I'm stronger when I can just shut down for a minute. I that uh, you did anything to me. I just need some time alone. And today I wanted to pray. But in all of my years of living and being in church, I wanted to do an altar call for introverts. I wanted to lift up a special anointing for those who are uh, have dimensions of social anxiety. I wanted to cover those of you who are introverts, watch this, but are called for extrovert assignments. Woo! That's good. I said, I, I, I want a, a special anointing of those of you who are introverts and have an extrovert assignment, an extrovert job, had extrovert responsibility. Spirit of the living God, all fresh on my friends. I need you to anoint them in this moment because they're having to uh, breathe hard. They're having to get their minds wrapped around going in that office today. They're having to deal with uh, a bevy of phone calls. People who they don't know have no connection to. Help them to find the grace to not have to apologize for their personality. Give them peace about how you designed them. Give them the assurance that nothing is wrong with them. I feel in the Holy Spirit, I need to say, in this moment, Lord, please bless those of us who are raising introverted children. 
Bless that introverted child, even in this moment, so that they will uh, not feel put upon, that they will not be isolated, that they will uh, come into the effulgence of your design, your call, your gift, your graces. I pray, dear Lord, that you will help us to recognize dimensions of our own selves that perhaps our entire life we never recognized. God, while we are alone, recharge us and give us space to be alone, even if we live with other people. Pray, dear Lord, that you'll draw us closer to you. Put our hands on your heartbeat so that we might be able to do what it is you've called us to do. I pray for an ambivert anointing that we might be able to do both, that we'll be, have peace alone and we'll have peace around people. Pray that you'll give us the gift to be able to uh, do ambivert work that we will not see being alone as a punishment. Being alone is not a sentence. Being alone uh, is not uh, psychotic. Thank you, dear Lord, for your darling son, Jesus, giving us the example of how it is that we can have two dimensions of personality and do what it is that you have called us to do. Lord, we give you glory on this Tuesday. We thank you that the worst is behind and that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, the ambivert. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to see you tonight at uh, 730 for uh, the conclusion of our celebration. Phil Thompson, Bishop Matthews, if you can't get in the building, watch us online. This coming Saturday, something amazing is happening. We're doing the live podcast, Dear Future Wifey. Dear Future Wifey. Uh, wife uh, at uh, New Birth at 5 o'clock. And then Sunday after church, those of you in Atlanta, you ain't going to believe it. We have rented out Divins. We're having a fellowship at Divins Sunday after church for our singles our widows, our divorcees. He married them, put you out. Singles, widows, divorcees, Sunday after church. Need you to go register at newbirth.org. God bless you. I love you. And flow with your introvert, extrovert self. God bless you.